Welcome to another episode of Coffee with Kay. In this episode, we're going to talk to Alicia Shivani. She's a Fiji Indian girl, born and raised in Australia, and she's an advocate and a psychology student. We're going to talk about feminism to her and so much more. This is for the lions living in the wiry, broke down frames of my friends' bodies. When the flood water comes, it ain't gonna be clear, it's gonna look like mud. But I will help you swim. I will help you swim. I'm gonna help you swim. Hi, welcome to my podcast. Hey. Thank you for being here. Thank you for giving me your time. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, so yeah, my name's um, Alicia Shivani. I am a student, I study sociology and psychology, and I apply a lot of the knowledge I learn in my university degree to everyday life. Um, things like on social issues, um, like, oh god, I advocate for so many things like sexual health and mental health and so forth. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, you told me that your background is Fiji Indian, right? Yes. Can you inform us a little bit about your background? I mean, how being a Fiji Indian girl has affected your life? And yeah, I just want to know a little bit more about your background. Yeah, definitely. Um, being a, a Fiji Indian, but born and raised in Australia has been quite an interesting um, lifestyle, I guess. Um, it's, it's really weird because I am a person of color, but I was raised in a predominantly white culture, um, but also in a, a an Indian culture. So the fusion of it makes my background very interesting, but at the same time, I feel like I lack a sense of identity at times. Right. So how, how was a life for a person that was Fiji Indian in Australia, where you ever felt like you, were, you weren't accepted or... Did you have problems or it was... Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think most of my childhood, um, it was a lot of uh, racism that I had faced. Um, I was pretty much the only brown person at my school. And so, you know, I would be called the typical Indian slurs, like um, curry mancha and... Um, something about the the bindi that we wear so I, I faced a lot of that type of racism in school but then within my family because I was born in Australia I was considered to be too white so it was never really like I never fitted in anyway you know at school I was too Indian but then in my family I was too white because I was born Australian yeah it was really weird that must be hurtful yeah it definitely was <laughs> Yeah, so me and Alicia decided to today to talk about feminism. I want to know how this experiences has made has an effect on you to made you into a feminist to think that oh I should be a feminist and that's an issue. And did that co uh, come from like the Australian culture or the Indian culture or I don't know? Just tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, definitely. Um, personally, for me, like uh, feminism. Is, is a wonderful thing and I think it, it benefits a lot of people um, 
Oh gosh, like, I, I guess I got into feminism because of, of the stuff that I, I suffered as a kid. Um, being, you know, being in a, an Indian culture where, oh gosh, just, I mean, where do I begin? They, they really instill a lot of toxic standards in the Indian culture. But at the same time, growing up Australian in a white culture, I, I saw a lot of this um, individualistic behaviours that I actually really admired. But at the same time, I was like, okay, you know, there were, there were so many things that also needed to be focused on and fixed. Um, which is why I guess feminism for me kind of embraces both sides of my culture and helps me address it both sides and, and improve both sides of my culture is pretty much what I'm trying to say. Right. Can you tell me a little bit more about those toxic behaviors that you've seen in Indian culture? Yeah, definitely. So I guess, um, you know, growing up, it was uh, the toxic behaviors in my family and the toxic teachings that we were taught from our elders are things like... Um, to always hug and kiss our relatives no matter how it, they make us feel we must always respect them hug them and kiss them there were also things like um, uh, being told to cover up in the family because men would glare at our bodies and this type of um, idea was instilled in our in our brains Pretty much from when we were a child so I, I obviously don't agree with the fact that a child should be covering their body because an older um, uh, family member is glaring and gawking at them exactly exactly and that's I think that's very sick because I have experienced that in my own culture being an Iranian and when I was a kid yeah you know people and like the religious Iranian culture, girls start covering up since they're like nine. And now that I think about it, that's very sick because imagine that you tell a girl, a nine-year-old, to cover up because that might make an, an adult uncomfortable and that's just, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Pretty, yeah, not cool. Horrible. Yeah, so uh, why do you think it, it's important to talk about feminism right now in this time of the world? Oh gosh, I think feminism right now is moving in, in the best direction. Um, it's, it's extremely progressive and a lot more people are standing um, up for feminism. Like they're, they're contributing to it, they're believing in it, and they're making feminism better. I, I actually um, recently realized something where you know, in the past, feminism have has mostly been about um, equal rights for women, and more recently, I've noticed that feminism is is kind of for everyone, no matter what gender they are. But it is um, mostly dismantling patriarchy, so it's it's no longer just for women; it's for everyone. Um, but it's focused on, you know, emphasizing the harms of patriarchy and how, you know, patriarchy just shouldn't exist, pretty much. 
Exactly. That, I'm glad you said that because I just wanted to ask you about what is your definition of feminism and you just explained it to me. Of course, it's not only about men and women and now it's about men too because we know that patriarchy has like a really bad effect on men and it really makes their lives harder. So yeah, that is true. Definitely, yeah. So um, tell me a little bit more about what do you do on a daily basis to fight patriarchy and yeah, to help feminism and help the girl around you to grow each day? Yeah, definitely. So um, I engage in feminism every day um, with whether I'm reading about something and I, I do a lot of readings every day. Um, a lot of academic articles, a lot of leisure books, um, and pretty much just just touch up on what feminism is about, and if you know if something's um, happened on the news today, I kind of relate feminism to it and see um, if if feminism can help fix it or can help address it. Of course, feminism doesn't address every single thing on the planet, but. Um, I, I try to relate it to everything that I can to help fix issues. Um, I guess in a sense, in my personal daily life, I, anytime I hear something that is um, misogynistic or sexist or even racist or anything like that, I'm immediately the first person to say, no, stop, that's not right. Um, not only that, I try to always say no, followed by a bit of an explanation as to why it's wrong and I guess in terms of um, you know doing things uh, for the women around me and I guess encouraging other women around me um, I'm just being myself like I, I love to be confident and then see other women around me also be confident because like that's what sisterhood is for me you know that we're embracing each other and that we're um just kind of loving each other and it, in a sense yes it is feminism but i guess it's more so women empowerment in a sense red velvet wallpaper stained by the cigarette smoke of people more in love than we could ever know and it's midnight and i wanna go but you don't You get in the passenger seat just to give me your reasons And you cut the brakes just to keep me from leaving Your hands on the wheel drove us into a wall The only world I could exist in was one you lived in Oh, you almost had me fooled But I can be me without you I don't feel lost without you Go find yourself You let me down Down, 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 down I can be me without you You don't believe that it's true Go find yourself You let me down So, uh, what do you think what do you think that the most important issues are in the world right now? Yeah, things that are 
uh, like the problems that we're facing, women are facing in the world. I just want to know what is your perspective? What do you think that are the most important problems? Yeah, um, I I definitely feel a lot of um, uh, very outdated practices that are still happening right now is is a major issue. Things like female uh, genital mutilation, um, things like marrying off children like little girls to older men for things like dowries or money or some kind of debt because you know being a woman in this world even in this um contemporary society is is so it, it's such a burden to be a woman and and in so many countries that burden is so much heavier because they they do suffer things like 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 child marriage or um you know rape that's considered sex because of marriage and stuff like that so i think those issues would be the most important to me living in australia do you see a lot of people standing against these problems and do things for them to make this a better situation for people um living in australia i have noticed um on the news that this this these issues of female genital mutilation is still um prevalent and surprisingly i found out recently that it happens here in australia as well um especially since covid started which was really shocking to me because i had no idea um i have noticed in schools they don't exactly teach you much about it but they do mention it and it's great that they do mention these type of stuff, but I think there could be a bit more of an emphasis on on um, the dangers of this practice and I guess the ethics behind it as well. In being an Indian, is there any like a huge difference between those cultures um, in a perspective of being a feminist? Do you see more um, sexist stuff and more sexist talks in an in indian culture than you see in australian culture oh yes definitely um yeah in in my brown culture i see way too many sexist comments racist comments pretty much anything that you can label it's there it's it's more um predominant in my brown culture than it is in my white culture i think the most important thing that we can do is to inform ourselves to educate ourselves and learn more and you just told me that you real read a lot and you just search in ways to um improve your knowledge in this way i wanted to know that what are you reading right now or what are the things that you read most of the time so we can go and read them too and learn from them yeah um i i guess i, I read a lot of self-help books my mental health um mostly because when i read about you know anything uh, on feminism especially the issues in feminism or the issues that feminism addresses it, it really does take a toll on your mental health so i highly recommend reading self-help books um or any kind of mental health book um in terms of feminism um i i read a lot of academic articles which i have access to access to through my um university so i read a lot of those they're amazing because experts in the field have done great deep analysis um 
and evaluations on things like feminism and misogyny and you know all these things so those readings are like very very helpful um i try to reach out on instagram as well um i have noticed a lot of academic people or experts in certain fields actually speaking up on instagram and so that is a good place to receive information but cautiously because you know anything online can be um, a rumor and it can be fake but um it's still a new perspective and that's what i always look for i always look for new perspectives to understand certain issues it's important. I think the main reason that we should learn and read and educate ourselves is just to know other perspectives other than our own perspective and that's very important. I have another question for you. Um, how do you think feminism would affect men's life? Why do you think it's important for men to be also feminists? Oh, um, personally I feel like I don't have enough um knowledge to answer this properly so i'm i'm going to obviously answer it a bit more cautiously um from what i have read so far i feel like feminism for men is extremely beneficial it you know it helps men understand that that they can be whoever they want to be and it, it doesn't matter if that means wearing a dress, wearing makeup, or, you know, being a stay-at-home dad. Um, you know, feminism advocates for for that freedom of choice, and that goes for men too. So, you know, it, it's beneficial for men in, in so many ways where it pushes that sense of, of choice. So it, it doesn't really exactly. matter whether a man wants to work full-time or stay at home full-time he still has that choice and I feel like it is definitely feminism that advocates for that it is it's not patriarchy that's for sure exactly I think feminism is you, you just said it it's mostly about ha having like this freedom to make any choice that you want and I don't understand why that must be really hard in this time of the world where we need to be free as much as possible and we should live our life the way we want to and i think that's so simple but living in a world has made everything like very complicated that you have to fight for your own basic rights and then you have to call it something i think feminism it's just it's nothing more than a true um freedom for all genders you know yeah so true yeah, so um, I want to know, like, toxic masculinity, that's, um, that's like, an very, that's very common right now, but have you seen, like, tox toxic masculinity in Australia daily life? Because in a culture that I live in and that I grew up in, it's uh, very common and it's very bold. I want to know how is it in the Western side of the world? How is it in Australia? Do you um, deal with, um, like, do you see people deal with toxic masculinity too? Um, yeah, I, I don't see toxic masculinity, to sorry, toxic masculinity in the Western white culture as much as I do in my brown culture. 
um, if I do see toxic masculinity happening in in Australia, it's usually always frowned upon. Like people actually don't really like that stuff because here it's it, there's a, a great emphasis on choice. And and when people kind of push toxic masculinity, everyone around them is like, "What are you doing? Stop!" Like, calm down. Um, but you know, like you said, in 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 our ethnic cultures, toxic masculinity is like it's so prevalent and it's it's so harmful. Exactly, and when a man just. As you said, pushes the boundaries. Everyone feel like the man is not trustworthy and anymore, and you cannot trust and believe in that person. I had a friend that I used to talk about him. He was um he was always so bold. He used to paint his uh, paint his nails and just you know had piercings and stuff. And he used to tell me that I do this just to know what women feel like living in society. And he went out and he like faced all kinds of criticism and he and he was like wow it's really hard living a life as a woman and now that i think about it that's just not living a life as a woman you are living your true self it doesn't have to have labels on it as a woman as a man yeah just because you like to paint your nails or wear a dress or wear earring it it shouldn't be considered as a woman or men or a female or male behavior you know that is so true actually i i have noticed that too and what i really like about feminism is that people can label themselves if they want to so a man can actually wear nail polish and just you know exist so peacefully with the fact that i'm just a man with a nail polish or you know they have the choice to to say i'm a man who who wears nail polish and i'm embracing my femininity like there's labels that you can use if you want to and you know like you said it's not it's not a man behavior or a woman behavior it's not a feminine thing or a masculine thing it's what you choose what you want it to be took a breath let it go felt the moment settle so I couldn't wait to tell you why I'm standing here with this awkward smile And that's because I could drown myself in someone like you I could dive so deep I'll never come out I thought it was impossible But you make it possible I mean, when we were a kid, we were told to live a certain lives. And I understand that 
that just shaped our brains and our minds into something. But now we all are grown-ups and we need to think outside of the box and just reach out into ourselves to think, what do we really want to do in life and just go for it? And I don't think that should be as hard as that it is right now. So I think that is that makes feminism so important in this time of the world and the life, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I know that we are um, supposed to talk about feminism and yeah, I, I will talk about being in LGBTQ community in another episode. But I would like us to talk a little bit about it in this episode. So, um, how does your culture react to people who are a member of LGBTQ community? Ah, <laughs> that is a good question. Um, my ethnic culture, and it's unfortunate, I have noticed this very recently, but um, my ethnic culture will claim to support LGBT um, people and they will say that oh we don't mind but their behavior says otherwise and and I don't say in a sense where they purposely discriminate against the LGBTQ plus community it's just the way they behave is um, very insensitive and when you know you tell my ethnic community my my brown family um, about how you can support LGBT people, how you can actually be for LGBT people, they don't want to listen. So they're, they're willing to say, yay LGBTs, but they're refusing to actually take action that support those statements. Tell me that, how can we support this community for my audience? If anyone's listening and wondering, how can I support this community for real? I want you got I want you to, to show them the way. What should we do? Definitely. I think the best way to support the LGBT community is to listen to their voice, to listen to what they have to say, and to not speak on behalf of them. Um it, it is a great thing to speak on behalf of them in a sense where we advocate for them, yes, definitely. But the best way to support LGBT people is to let them talk and to learn from what they say. So if they say that something is um, very offensive or something is very homophobic, instead of defending ourselves and being like, no, it's not, it's important to actually listen to them and then change our own behaviors because that shows a lot of support to the, to the LGBT community. Yeah, something that you said that I find very interesting is that you just said, do not speak on behalf of them. And I think we do that. Like, men always speak on behalf of women. You know, you always heard it. We say, no uterus, no opinion. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that is the most important thing that we need to learn. We have al we have to always talk about our own community and never speak on behalf of any other community that we are not a part of. So, yeah, that's very important, very nice. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Yeah, so tell me, I just want you to just tell us and tell me and the audience whatever that you felt like you needed to share. Is there anything that you always felt like, I wish I had a platform to share? And, yeah, just you're free to tell us whatever that you always wanted to talk about. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. Um, 
honestly something i really truly believe in is in a world that is constantly evolving you also should be constantly evolving so be open to the fact that you actually can be wrong and you probably will be because one day you're 16 and the next day you might be 80 and the world's changed and you need to also adapt to the new lifestyle and the new you know ways of life where people exist so differently you will be wrong in life and it's so important to instead of fighting it to just learn from it and adapt to it and and just keep an open mind i i really love when people have an open mind they can talk about so many things and i feel like it just kind of reinforces a, a bit more harmony in society yeah and adapting can be really hard and i understand that because change is always hard um outgrowing and thinking outside of the box and doing something that you wouldn't normally do that is the hardest thing but i think that's our duty that's our ethical duty to outgrow and yeah and to adapt to whatever that is happening in the world definitely why do you think it's hard for some people to um, change their, especially people that are from former generations? Why do you think it's so hard for them to accept the new reality? Yeah, no, I, I definitely believe that it's, it's difficult for them to adapt to modern society because they were obviously, they grew up in a very different time. And a lot of their beliefs are, are instilled in them. Um, it, it is very difficult to let go of beliefs and values that you just you hold on to so strongly. So it makes sense that if if you know certain uh, certain things in the modern society that don't um, resonate with the older generation you know they're going to feel a little uncomfortable about it and it, it's a normal reaction when you feel uncomfortable you get defensive and you want to stay in in the security bubble so it is difficult because there's a sense of actually there's a lacking sense of security when when you open yourself up to change but um it's it's mostly that that idea of the olden days they they really um instilled a lot of these values in people and as toxic as they were it's still there exactly that is true so my question is you know that we always hear about beauty standards and female body shapes and things like that and feminism says that all the body shapes are beautiful and need to be accepted but like seeing in social media and being in the society People aren't always for that. They always say that um, not all the shapes are beautiful. Something is healthy, something is unhealthy, and we'll try to label people and um, making groups of uh, groups of beautiful and not beautiful. Uh, what do you think? What What do you think is feminism's um, effect on this special subject, female body? Um, that's a good question. Um. Oh gosh, I, I feel like feminism is is not necessarily a, a personal preference. 
right it it might be a personal preference for um one person to be more attracted to a certain body type but feminism kind of pushes the idea that it doesn't matter who you're attracted to everyone is still beautiful in in whatever body size or shape they have everyone is still equally beautiful yeah and we're all human so um yeah i just before i ask you you know at the end of my podcast i ask my guests uh what is their favorite song so that i put it at the end of the podcast but before i do that i just wanted to, to ask you is there anything else you would like to share with my audience oh um mm, honestly just keep an open mind you know this this world changes every single day and be kind to each other when you can um yeah pretty much just that and and spread love honestly because love is great of course spread love be kind to each other love each other and that's all life is about nothing more definitely so alicia tell me um what is your favorite song i so that i can put it at the end of the podcast um my favorite song i've loved for a few years now um it's called three nights by dominic fike um it's it's have you heard it yeah beautiful yes, song it's gorgeous really oh, i love it so much that's a beautiful choice i will put this beautiful song at the end of the podcast alicia thank you again for being with us today it was such an honor thank you for giving me your time i know that we have like a shit ton amount of time difference thank you for arranging things with me and i loved having you as my guest Okay, I'm I'm so honored to be here and you know I learned a lot from you as well so thank you so much like it's it's a privilege to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode. Now we're going to listen to Alicia's favorite song Three Nights by Dominic Fike. Stay up at night I'm green lights in your body